Welcome to Kickback, ladies and gentlemen. Big shout out to all the newcomers and props to all the day one listeners. I hope you've been enjoying the journey. Today should be a lot of fun, as today's guest is the first to sit across from me that's not known for their sporting ability. <laughs> well, I don't think so anyway. I don't think so, but we'll find out. Well, anyway, this guy, he's, uh, he's a DJ slash producer, as he says himself. He's currently working on U92 SLC and is the official DJ for my team, RSL, and for Utah football. He's a very, very cool guy. He's a bit of a hype man from when I've been on the field listening to him DJ. And when he's not dressing as Frozone, <laughs> he goes by the name of Bangarang. Welcome, sir. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure, man. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. You can take your coat off if you want. Oh, nah, it's cold. Ah, right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> when you keep your coat on indoors, something's not right, man. Something's <laughs> not right. So let me, let me start by saying people have pressed me to talk about music. So here you are. And as you know yourself, you've got to give the people what they want. Mm. So this show, as I say, it's going to be a bit different. It's going to be, talk a lot about music, but I think you're the right man for it. So before we even do that, though, I want to talk about you, the man. Okay. okay? So let's begin. What is your actual name? Seriously, I go on Instagram, I try and find information about you and there's nothing there. What is your actual name? Ryan. R just Ryan? That's you yeah. go by one name? Nothing yeah, else? Ryan. Ryan Chisholm. Ryan Chisholm. Okay. Yes. All right. Okay. So tell me your story. Where are you from? How, how are you even here? So I grew up in Missouri. Okay. Kansas City. I was born in Kansas City uh -huh. and my parents, they were divorced. My dad moved to St. Louis. Well, he moved all over, but he ended up staying in St. Louis and I moved to St. Louis when I was 12 started dating this girl my senior year mm -hmm. like it was it's a whole story no listen we got we got <laughs> so, time the mics are rolling tell me the story <laughs> so i started dating this girl my senior year she went away to college out here okay uh we stayed together the whole time she came back that following summer we were still quote unquote in love quote, well, hold, 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 hold on who quotes in love well, I mean, you know how it is. No, I don't. No, 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 no. I don't know how it is. Tell me how it is, because I thought in love was in love. Yeah, take your jacket off now. Yeah, take my jacket off. It's kind of hot in here now. It's heating up. But no, like when you're in high school and stuff, you think you know everything. You think you know what love is and all this other stuff. And um, so I I decided to. I wasn't really doing much with my life at the time. Anyway, I was working at this spot called Smoothie King back in St. Louis and um, working forty hours a week. It was a good gig. Um. But I decided to, all right, I'm going to come out here and we're going to, quote, unquote, make this work. Mm -hmm. I moved out here in January of 2011. It didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> but here you are. Yeah, I decided to stay because I'm, I'm like, really stubborn and hard-headed and I don't like to give up on things. Okay, okay. So that can, I used to be that guy. Yeah. I'm not really that guy anymore. Basically, I just do as I'm told now. <laughs> but, and, I feel, and I feel a lot better for it. But I, I respect that. So how old does this make you? I'm... 28. Hold on. You don't need to pause to think how old you are at 28. Mm. <laughs> mm. I'm, I'm somewhere in my 30s. So, you know, I have to think about it because I stopped celebrating birthdays a while ago. Uh -huh. Once you hit that, once you hit the big 30 and like, that's fun. Yeah. The other ones are just reminders that you're getting old. <laughs> so you try and, you know, you try and forget about them. So yeah, so you're 28. So this conversation we're going to have, what like, you've, you've caught me out so well here because there's no information about you online. So I can't do my research. So I'm thinking about music this, music that. Do I talk about this music? Do I, do I talk about that music? Like, what music would they be into? Am I older than him? Am I younger than him? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But now you said 28. It's a respectable pocket. I'll, I'll put some respect on your name. <laughs> and the conversation we'll have won't be one like a man talking to a child. So I'm with it. Yes. I'm with it 100%. Yes. <laughs> I'm with it 100%. So you've told me about your route to this point, yeah? Yeah. Chasing love or loving quotation marks and yeah. then being stubborn and still being here. But now you're here. Mm -hmm. How do you actually find being you 
in this state? Man, it was, it was, it, it was crazy. So I, I started going to UVU. Cause I, I enrolled in, in school at UVU. What to study? Business management. Well, actually, I moved out here for culinary arts. I love okay. cooking. Okay. Love like that's what I do outside of outside of DJ. I okay. love cooking. The classes were too early. I didn't have a car. How so, early are we talking? Like six a.m. Is that too early? If you like your bed, it's too early. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's too early. All right. Okay. <laughs> it's too early. Okay. So, I uh, I ended up meeting some guys mm-hmm. who were actually part of a fraternity, Kappa Sigma fraternity okay. at UVU, and they were at the time we were just a colony, and they're like, hey, we're trying to build this, blah blah blah, and that was where I met a lot of my friends that I have now, mm-hmm. and a lot of what I have now and what I am or who I've become is because of Kappa Sig. Mm-hmm. I used to be an introvert. I'm still kind of introverted, uh-huh. but I mean, you. I was the rush chair. I was in charge of recruiting, and then I was the vice president, which I was the guy who was reprimanding people. Uh-huh. Can't be an introvert in those, in this those is positions. Very true. That is a hard lesson to learn. Yeah. So um, that was that really helped me mature, and then the whole DJ aspect. I didn't start DJing until I moved out here. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. And that was we wanted to throw parties and stuff, and couldn't afford a DJ. So you just stepped up and did that. Yeah. So I downloaded a program on my laptop and called called Virtual DJ. So so I I've I've had Virtual DJ. I yeah. used that in the past year, but I get that. <laughs> I, I respect it. I respect it. Yeah. And you, all this being said, you're talking about like your specific moment in this state. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about you as a black male in a state which represents maybe maybe the three percent. Black males in the state. Yeah, we're, we're the ten percent right now. Well, yeah, pretty much. Ten <laughs> percent yeah. of the pretty much. In this room. But how have you found it? Because I've only been here for a year, uh-huh. so all, all my experiences have been great. Yeah. But how do you really find it? I love Utah. The people are nice, huh? Yeah, the people are nice, and like I can honestly say, like I don't, I haven't had any bad experiences out here. Knock on wood. Yeah, knock on it all the time, man. But like, yeah, like Utah is. The thing that's cool about Utah is Utah, I feel, embraces different cultures. Yes. And that has, that's how I've made it out here. It's yeah, for sure. different. For sure. And that's the, that's a great point you've made. You can be yourself. Mm-hmm. Even though there aren't many of you, you can still be you. Yeah. It's not one of those places where you kind of have to conform to any particular thing. Yeah. And from the outside, it may seem like that. Yeah. But I've loved it, you know. Yeah. Honestly, this year, I've, I've really loved it. met some great people, man. Worked with some great people. A few villains along the way, but you know, yeah, this is this is life, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, that's so cool, man. So, did you play any sports when you were younger? So yeah, I I played football. I was I played football in high school, but I only did that my freshman year. Okay. What I position was, were you? I was bench. Ah, okay, 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 okay. okay. Listen, <laughs> like, this is it's all, it's all it all matters. Yeah. Everybody matters. Yeah. So you so, played bench, okay? Yeah. That was, that's a strong position. Uh, yeah, I was, I was, I was head bench warmer. Yeah. Um, so, so there was obviously a tough point where you had to decide whether you wanted to be bench for the rest of your life or mm-hmm. if you wanted to go and actually live your life. Yeah. So you went with live your life. Well, no. So I actually I went with running cross country. Oh, you one of those, bro? I, you one of those? I didn't have. So it was one of my dad is a distance runner, still <sighs> lives to this day. He's like fifty five years old, God. just ripped. The skinny, and he's, and he's, uh, yeah, and it was everybody's like, well, you should just be a runner. Your dad's a runner, blah 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 blah, and yeah, no, absolutely not for me at all. Like, so Zach Moss was in here previously. Uh huh. We're for, we're built for power. Like this this <laughs> this running thing. Like, when, so for me, when I start, I, first things first, I hate preseason, hate it because of the amount of running that you have to do. But <laughs> I hate it. I hate it with a passion. I hate it. Some people live for it. I hate it. <laughs> if I never had to do it again, you know, I'd be happy. 
but the only thing worse than preseason itself is the preparation for preseason, which involves even more running. Like, oh, just go for a run for 20 minutes. So when I was a kid, I used to do track and field. Mm-hmm. I used to be a sprinter. I used to do 100, 200. The longest I'm running for is like 30 seconds. So when I go for these long runs in quotation marks, I'm looking at my clock every minute like, well, this is, <laughs> this is, this is long now. This is long. I, I think the longest, the most time I've spent running is 25 minutes. That's it. And that's that. That felt like a marathon. I will never, ever, ever go past that. Never. So when I see people like you, nah, don't open your arms at me like that. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, I'm not for it. Yo. I'm not for it. I'm not for it at all. So as you say, your dad was a uh, was a runner. Mm-hmm. Which actually, you played, you you ran, but do you actually watch any other sports? Yeah, like any other. Yeah, yeah. like what you big into? What like say say for me? So I watch. I watch soccer, I watch football, I yeah. watch basketball. Those are my big three. Yeah. It doesn't really matter which league it is, whether it's men's, it's women's. Like, that's what I watch. Like, right. w- what do you watch? Basketball, football, and NHL. NHL, NBA. okay. Yeah. And you said NHL before. Oh, no, you said basketball already, yeah. I was like, yeah. did you say that in that order? That's, that's not like a black guy to say that. Well, I mean, it's not. they're not in any particular order. Oh. I prefer the Chiefs over anybody. Really? Yeah. You're I one mean, of those. I'm from KC. Doesn't like, mean you have to support them, though. Yeah, I'm sorry. Born in... Okay. So when, like in the future, the franchise just moves somewhere else, will you still support the Chiefs? You know what? I don't want to think about that. You don't want to? I don't want to think about that because I feel like if that happened, if they, that would literally rip the heart out of the city. If the Chiefs left Kansas City, that would rip the heart out of the city. That would be like, KC would turn into Gotham City. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Okay. 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 So with all those, obviously you're a big KC fan. Yeah. Are there any like sporting icons that you what icons for you you might not be the most obvious guy but who who do you really look at and say yeah this is this is the guy or that was the guy man i'd probably have to say it'd be priest holmes Uh back in the day how how far back in the days this i mean this was 2000s early 2000s in the mid mostly because and eric berry Mostly because uh, Priest Holmes, both of these guys, like, they had cancer. They mm-hmm. ended up with, like, Priest Holmes, I'm pretty sure, had, like, some some form of brain cancer. Okay. Battled back from that. Eric Berry, as you know, I'm sure, like, he had cancer. Mm-hmm. Miffed an entire season, came back and won, like, comeback player of the year. So you respect the story more than the stuff on the field, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, it, it take, cancer breaks you down, yeah, from what I've sure. heard. You know? I, I thought you were going to say, like, Patrick Mahomes or, like, a Tyreek Hill or something like nah, that. Nah. Like, they're good, but what's their legacy? Yeah, it's tough to have one at the beginning. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But okay, so basically the hot take here is that you don't like Patrick Mahomes or Tyree Hill. No, I love That's him. That's pretty much what I've just heard oh, here. Oh my goodness. And I'm going <laughs> to, this is not going to get edited. <laughs> the, the guy from Kansas has just said, yeah, I'm a big Chiefs fan, but Mahomes, we don't need him. Yeah. And Tyree mm. Hill, we don't need him. That's false. That's reading between the lines. This guy. That's fake reading news. between the lines. I, I'm fake. <laughs> this, you, listen, this guy. just because <laughs> sometimes it's not what you say. It's just it's what you don't say. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I respect that. I respect that. Do you have any hobbies right now apart from, obviously, the stuff which you do? Honestly, I mean, I like I play flag football on Sundays. Okay. Um, and I like I love what I do for work, man. Like I. My work is my hobby. Okay. I, I, I wake up. I get to DJ, like I wake up, practice DJing, work on a little bit of production and, and go to the radio station. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I, yeah, like my hobby is my work it, it, and it's kind of lame. I mean, I play Madden here and there. Okay. Can I just say, so since I've come over here, mm-hmm. I, I've watched more American football. Mm-hmm. I've 
listen to the people talking about it. Yeah. I'm surrounded by people that know it, so I'm understanding it more. Yeah. But a low point in my life in terms of playing video games was when I was back in England and I thought I knew how the game worked. Then you try and play Madden mm, mm-hmm. and then you've got to pick a play <laughs> and you open up Pandora's box of plays. <laughs> Listen, it could have been in Japanese, Chinese, whatever. I had no idea what was going on. Yeah. That moment right there is wild. So credit to anyone that understands it and plays Madden. I'll show you, bro. Please, please show me. Not that I'll have time to play because, yeah. you know, things have changed now. The three kids, wife and... Congrats. Wow. Well, thank you, man. You're the first guy to like, say, say thank you. Congrats. Yeah, yeah congrats. of yeah. course, bro. That's, that's major. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, I've completed life, but, you know, it's a bit early at 32, but it is what it is. But anyway, enough of this. Let's move back to the music. Yeah. But now, we spoke about you just then mm-hmm. as you the human being, and now we're going to speak about you as the work person, yeah? Yeah. So, I've got to be honest with you here, yeah? Yeah. You have worn uh, an RSL jersey with... Uncle Bang on the back. Yeah? Yeah. This is something that you have done as a human being, <laughs> which is a very questionable decision, but you have done that. Yeah? I have. Okay. I have. I should have worn it today. Nah, I'm glad that you didn't. Um, wh- where does this? Where does the name even come from and the audacity to call yourself Uncle Bang? Because from where I'm from, the same bang anything could go one of two ways, and both ways are both like post 9 p.m. talking to adults. <laughs> So please, please, please explain to me what's going on. Um, I don't have any kids, and I don't want any kids. I have nieces for and now, nephews. for now, or forever. Choose your words wisely here. This is on record. I mean, my wife knows how I feel. Uh, I mean, if we have one, I'd be okay. You'd be okay. But I'm also fine not having any. I love my nieces and nephews. Listen, the child that you have could be the child which saves the world. So if you, so if you, so if you, so if you choose not to have said child. Then it shows you don't care about the world. Why are you trying to guilt trip me into having kids right now? Oh my goodness! I'm just saying. I'm not saying you gotta do it now, but that's that's kind of the way it works. That's kind of the way it works. So I've said it. Okay. But, but let's push that to the side. All the guilt. Yeah. So where's the name come from? So I mean, obviously, Bangarang, and then Bang just kind of like, I, like I said, I have nieces, and it was just I started wearing this hat last year, uh-huh. this top hat, and everybody's like, "Oh, you look like somebody's uncle," and then it was like Uncle Bang, and it kind of just like stayed. And then, like, it's funny, I, I, I've kind of ditched that, the whole Uncle Bang thing, because some people, like, you were like, well, hey, uh, that's kind of creepy, bro. It's just, it's kind of it's 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 off, bro. Mm, it's, it's, there's something about it. It's like, mm, mm, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, um, it's fine. You know, each to their own. I thought maybe it's just a cultural thing, you know. I'm nah. just looking at it with different eyes. But you, if you want to be Uncle Bang. Yeah, nah. Need, that's, um, that, yeah, we retired that. We, okay. we kind of retired that, like, slowly. We just kind of let it die. Yeah, You know, yeah, it, it yeah, didn't yeah. put it on life support. We yeah. just kind of let it die. So Uncle Bang is not really a thing anymore. Okay, well, speaking of things which, well, it's the exact opposite, actually. Yeah. So the only research I can do on you is social media. Like, I know who you are now. You are my guy. Yeah. And all this stuff. Oh, yeah, we found. Yeah, this like, is it We're definitely going to kick it out Th- this after is it. this. This is it. But you've got 7,000 followers on Instagram. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's more than a lot of players within my team. And for a DJ slash producer, how do you even get that type of following? Just con- so I could go on about this social media. Listen, begin, begin, because I've got my takes on social media. I want to hear yours, see if I can criticize you, because that's what you're here for now in the hot seat. I just want to so, point fingers at you. Oh, that's all good. Um, <laughs> social media, it's is very fickle, you know, mm-hmm. and a lot of it is. There are so many people in the world, yes. so many people in the world that 
might like your that that like your stuff, mm-hmm. you know, like and you might not know they might not know that they like your stuff. And how I've just been able to build my following is just going through and like just following people, mm-hmm. you know, and like getting reposted on other people's story and just posting content and being genuine, I guess. A lot of people are fake on social media. They don't like to show like themselves and stuff. And I I try to show a little bit of that mm-hmm. and just be a genuine person and not be like, oh, I'm this big Instagram influencer model. Like, nah, fam, like, you how, know. How do you feel about that concept of being an influencer? If you ask someone what's your job and they say they're an influencer. I mean, I think it's a joke. Like, I, I, I understand it. Like, if that's how you're going to get paid, like, that's how you get paid, you know. But I, I'm not going to knock the hustle. But, I mean. it's So I'm I'm old school, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not like old, old school, like before social media times and so on. But yeah. to see the way that things have changed, mm-hmm. you know, you can either roll with it. Yeah. Or you kind of get left behind. Yeah. And the things which are going on now, which I don't necessarily agree with. But if I come out and say anything about it, it's like I'm a dinosaur. And the internet doesn't need me anyway. And it's wild. <laughs> so say I've, I've had a private um, Instagram profile my whole career. Well, for the years that Instagram's been going on my career. Yeah. Because I am used to using social media, how I used to use Facebook back in the day, how I used to use MySpace and things mm-hmm. like this. Like my network is people that know me and I know them. Right. But that's like so rare now. Mm-hmm. And I, But I still think that for my, for my work, for who I want to be, mm-hmm. I can still be known for just my career. Mm-hmm. But for other people, like say even for yourself, do you think you can be as successful if you don't have that same following? Yes. How? Your network. You mean in terms of people promoting you and giving you the opportunities to go and do what you do or in what sense? Just knowing people. I, I, I honestly feel they can work synonymous. They can work. Is that, is that the word? Simultaneously. Yeah, simultaneously. Yeah. Like they can work together. You know, like you need to use your network to quote unquote build your net worth. Mm-hmm. So I mean, a lot of it is just you can go out. And That's shake a lyric, hands. by the way. That's a lyric you've dropped. A lyric in there. Who said that? I don't know. You've definitely taken that from someone. No, I take. No, I. I, I so made say that. it again. Say it again. You got to use your network to build your network. That sounds like a Jay Z line or something. Nah, Google it. I made that I'm, up. I'm alpha, trademarking alpha. that. <laughs> I'm trademarking that. I'm gonna trademark that. Don't you dare! That. Don't you dare! If I see this anywhere associated with your name, honestly, I'm gonna get you cancelled. That's what. But it, yeah, I get that. I get that, and it's. It's painful because the way social media has affected my game mm-hmm. is that it's almost um, it's diluted people's honesty, and overall, it's boosted a lot of people's careers who perhaps wouldn't be known. Like to, that's true. To find to find success, like I prefer the people who find success on the field, trusted by the teammates, mm-hmm. and good players. Yeah. Like to be known by a fan base is great. Yeah. To be known by the whole industry is great. Yeah. But I'm from a place where you needed to earn that in the past right instead of just being active yeah you know what i mean if you're constantly talking constantly talking on social media as a player and you say one or two hot things across a period of time people yeah. buy into you this is the guy to go to for a, maybe a controversial take to go in for that mm-hmm. but then as a player like i've just watched him he's done nothing in this game he's not played in six months but he's, he's growing he's growing he's growing and then that's how people perceive players to be mm-hmm. like not for what they do mm-hmm on the field but for what they do off the field and I've never been I've never I've always I've never been able to accept that I've yeah. tried to but I've never really been able to do it like when people do both well and you're known for being how good you are for being so for being so good and for you know having a social media presence great you've got a platform to express yourself which you've earned but a lot of people don't earn that platform now they can just get it you know but, what I mean but see that's where you got it so you can 
we had this conversation the other day. Like you, you say, you say we. There's no I'm one. Sorry. Can, no one can see who's in sorry, the studio. Fernando, Fernando. There you go. My my film guy, the man, the, the myth, the legend. There you go. Um, you can buy as many followers as you want. You can buy as many views, as many likes, and you can do all this stuff, right? Mm -hmm. But if you get in the but if you get in the opportunity, and you like wet the bed, that's it. You and you look like a clown. You think so? Oh, I know so. I've seen it with DJs. I know so many DJs who bought so many followers and done X, Y, Z, and done all this, you know. And I've done all this. I've got look at me, blah blah blah, mm -hmm. big and flashy, because, you know, but they get there and they play a bad set and they never get booked again. Now you just look like a clown. That's why I'm saying like they go hand in hand with each other. Yeah. You can. I'm not saying go out and buy all these followers and do all these things, mm -hmm. but I'm saying, yeah, focus on your social media, but also focus on your talent. You know, mm -hmm. like I might not, I, I produce, but I don't put much stuff out. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I send it out to my homies and stuff, but I don't really put much out because once again, I'd rather let my, I don't feel like personally my quality is there mm -hmm. and I'd rather send it to, a, to critics I trust mm -hmm. before I like throw something out there. And it looks bad, you know. And it, yeah, of course, yeah, of course. You always feel you always when you're in the limelight, you're always one mistake away from maybe losing everything. Ex that's yes, you yes. I mean? Like I say, maybe because in this day and age, like some people can still get away with it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like if this is this is why I kind of fight the following sometimes mm -hmm. because you can make a mistake, but you can cover it up on your own social because most of your, most of your fans anyway only know you for social media as opposed to what you actually do. Yeah. But this is this pains me. Like I, I could open up Pandora's box about this, but we'd run out of like power in the studio <laughs> by the time I'd be done. I'd be done with this. <laughs> I like I hate being this guy. But some of my views make me sound like a really old man. Bro, you, there's nothing wrong with that though, because OGs are necessary. Yeah, but not on the internet. That's the thing. Yes, on the internet. Not on the internet. Not on the internet. Listen, all all it would take like this is this is like the hive era. People have their icons and so on. Sure. Can do no wrong. Sure. We'll be talking about this later, by the way. So okay. you just you make sure you hold some energy for this. I bet. Yeah, there's, as I say, they can have hives. You can do no wrong. Someone could do the worst thing in the world, but their legacy remains. And, you know, someone could do something in a post. I could comment underneath in a post. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to get swarmed on by that hive. Even though what I've said is factual. Mm -hmm. That that feels to me like that's just what social media is now. Yeah. Yeah, we could go on about that because I agree with you. It, like, it's whack. Like, yeah. you could say something completely true, and then say, and then somebody will know that. Yeah, you're wrong. You're wrong. No, you, you, of course you're wrong. How could this person ever do this? What you're saying is completely <laughs> wrong. All right, okay. Why don't you take a step back? Yeah. And just look at it for what it is. Yeah. But they can't. They really can't. Um, but let me move on before, as I say, I lose all the listeners. <laughs> I want to know what a day in the life is like for you because obviously you you perform quite late at night. Yeah. Just throughout the week, generally. So mm -hmm. it's kind of like a vampire life. Yeah, but what is it like? Say, for, let's let's start from the morning. Let's not start from the evening. What what is what is a day in the life like for someone that does what you do? So for me personally, I get up about ten. So, sorry, what time is that? You say 10. 10, 10 a.m. Yeah, ten a.m. What? Ten a.m. What? So I get up about. 10 I, ho I hope you're going to express a lot of hours in this description now from this point. So please carry on when you take ten a.m. <laughs> this guy. So you're ten a.m. So I get up about ten a.m. Wow. Um. I listen. I, I listen to an audiobook for an hour while I'm like just what, doing errands. What are you currently listening to? Right now, I'm currently listening to Forty Eight Laws of Power. Okay. About done with that, and then I'm gonna start Rick Ross's new book, Hurricanes. Oh, okay, interesting. So interesting. I love love audiobooks. Okay. Um, I do that, and I just so after I do that, I start just my daily tasks, like what I gotta do. I'll spend like an hour to an hour and a half, maybe two, depending on the day, 
working in my studio at home mm-hmm. and then I'll go and if I have to go to the studio during the day that you know I need to I'll go to the studio for a couple hours hang out and do what I got to get done there come home practice DJing I and, this, and by this time this is about four o'clock okay so four o'clock and then depending on the day I teach a DJ class at a Salt Lake DJ in production okay and I'm there from usually about four mm-hmm. till about eight or so okay and then from Eight till midnight, I bounce over to U92 to prep for my show mm-hmm. and then do my show. Mm-hmm. And I'm there till midnight. And then I go home and then I work on more music till about three. Okay. So you, you do have a regular schedule, which is slightly twisted yeah, in terms it's just, of the time. It starts later, okay. yeah. Because to, to start the whole thing with, like, I wake up at 10. Yeah is a wild intro to like a day in the life. <laughs> that that is like how you get no sympathy whatsoever. <laughs> like he doesn't what? He's so lazy. Oh, so DJ and so can can wake up at ten AM? Ah, okay. I'm gonna look into that. No, that's that's okay. I, re- I respect it. I respect it and best of all, like I know, I've heard you perform. Like you're legit. Thank you. So I respect the effort that you're putting in to make it legit because people tend to see the tip of the iceberg, don't they? Yeah. You know, the two hour shows. Some people think it just happens just by magic. Nah. But the prep comes in and you're giving back as well, teaching people to eventually take your job. I mean, honestly, what are I just look at it, what are we if 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 I can't inspire the next generation, at least teach them the, the right way to do things. Well, teach them what I've learned and yeah. they can take it and run and mm-hmm. apply it because the game has changed. Yeah, for sure. So like, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I respect that. So you work you work in um in you could argue maybe three different environments which you're known for mm-hmm. so there's the one where you work inside arenas like um rio tinto mm-hmm. for our games there's rice echoes for the used game there's just the studio for u92 yeah and then you do parties and stuff as well don't you yeah well clubs. i say i said clubs i don't yeah. know why i said parties like it's, it's like good. some sort of like 20 money event you do clubs <laughs> yeah <laughs> how do you find like picking your sets and deciding what to play for all those different events because essentially the audiences are can be so different like yeah. how do you really pick it is it about what you like or is it about what you think they'll like it's a little bit of both and it also comes from like the higher ups as well like with rsl it's a little bit more structured what we play who gives you the structure uh bridget I, she doesn't necessarily give me a structure but it's kind of like lean this way okay um, it's fair enough if you're if you're a puppet, just say you're a puppet. That's not fine. Yeah. This guy, no, I wouldn't say I'm a puppet at all. That's, like as long as you, I can say it. <laughs> like, <laughs> sure, I just, whatever. I try to just, I just try to um, be safe. Yeah, keep it safe because at the same time we are in Utah. Yes, and I feel like th- at least the Real Salt Lake games are a lot more conservative than the yes. football games than yes. the than the college football games, and I get a playlist from the players, which is more. Oh, is that right? Mm-hmm, which Ooh. is more my style, Ooh. and it's. It leans that playlist definitely leans more hip hop. I would take a playlist from you guys. Okay, like, it's, it's all right. You've said that. I, I didn't know that. No, I for didn't real. know that. For real, send it over, bro. Okay. Um, first things first. I'm going to speak to producer Ryan, and he's going to tell people within the organization that we want to hear our own music. So if next year you come to the riot and you hear the same old music, just know that the puppet is doing exactly what the puppet does. Hey, Pinocchio, baby. <laughs> hey, listen. As long I'm as you're a real on boy. It, listen. <laughs> Oh my god! This is this is this is who I chose to come in today. Oh my god! Oh man! No, that's 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 interesting. And then how do you how do you say pick the music for a club? That is more feel. Okay, so, uh, so that's looking around and just seeing yeah. how it's going. Definitely crowd reading. Like crowd reading definitely goes into all three, mm-hmm. uh, but more so with nightclubs. You have to be able to look at the room and honestly stereotype people. Yeah, like. 
DJs are the biggest stereotypers in the world. Yeah. Like, and sometimes we're off. Yeah. <laughs> like, but, but you can find a way around it. If you're a good DJ, you can find a way around it. Yeah. So I've I've not told you this, I don't think myself, but when I was younger, I used to produce. Oh, and I used to DJ as well. Dope. So basically you're like me in a different life. Uh-huh. I'm en- and I'm enjoying this because I'm like feeling what you're doing and how you're doing it because a lot of the approaches are wha- how I used to do things. Yeah. And when I do listen to you on United 2, make sure you tune in. Hey, it's, plug. It's, listen, it's <laughs> it's like, it's it's legit. And I, and I like it because further along in this in this conversation, there are a few stereotypes which I want you to talk about. So we'll hold that in. Okay. But yeah, let's, let's roll into the next thing for now, yeah? Yeah. So of all the jobs that you have, what would you say the things you love and hate the most about those roles would be? I mean, honestly, I love everything about I. Uh, I love everything about what I do, but I hate. I mean, to get real mushy, I hate. <laughs> I on. hate that it's hard with me and my wife because our schedules are so opposite. Okay. Like most days, with the exception of Sundays, we maybe see each other for like an hour or forty-five really? minutes. Really? What does she do? She does hair. Okay. You're gonna, give her, like, gonna give her a shout out. Which she must work somewhere now. Yeah. Shout out. Go shout out, Alyssa. Go see her at the Pearl Chair Solar 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 see, Salon. Oh, is this your first time saying it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, first time plugging your wife or something. Yeah. Right, okay. I'm pretty selfish. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just kidding. <laughs> but no, um, yeah, she she does that, and I'm not, but like it's not like a supercuts thing. Like she owns like her own studio in this building, and like mm-hmm. it keeps her busy. You know, like she gets up most days at nine and doesn't come home to like six or seven like yeah. just consistently doing hair and like she loves it yeah but once again like the time schedule and then saturdays are like it saturdays in the summer forget it because I'm, I'm busy with radio stuff mm-hmm. or real stuff mm-hmm. and she's busy doing hair oh, that saturdays are her busiest days yeah. you know and um that would be the thing that i dislike the most it's like it takes away from your social, from your actual life life yeah 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 but at the same time like the the, the light in that is that it makes the t- the time that we spend together like more cherished, more valuable. Yeah, exactly. Because we don't talk much during the day, but when we do talk at home and like we see each other face to face, it's like uh, both our phones are down. We're like, "Hey, how are you? How was your day?" Precious time well spent. Yeah, that's the phrase. Yeah. Right. Enough's enough. I've been nice to you. We've spoken about like who yeah. you are as a human being. It's a bit mushy and all that stuff, blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah. Let's talk music now. Okay? okay, let's go. I've got a few takes in here. For the next maybe 10, 15 minutes, I might throw some takes at you which you disagree with. Okay. But that's what we're here for, you know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> but I'll start soft, I'll start soft. So, so just talking music generally, how do you feel about the evolution of music as you've grown up? Because for me, I grew up in a time where you needed to have money to listen to music. Mm-hmm. A time where you'd listen to radio, record onto cassettes. Mm-hmm. But I can look at people now and say cassette and they don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And music has changed and it kind of feels like now music is to be hot for a month instead of to like live for a decade. Are you with that or are you against that? Because I'm I'm kind of against it to be honest. You know what? Like, man. I'm honestly, I'm kind of indifferent. And the only and the reason why I say that is because if you make dope music, it'll last forever. Like you, like honestly, you mm, know. But but it's it's the definition of dope because f- from your environment, you can play a song right now that came out today, uh-huh. which will set off a room full of two hundred twenty year olds. Yeah, and that will be bouncing for a month, two months, three months, mm-hmm. and that energy they feel there is so high. It feels like it's a great moment. Mm-hmm. But when the sound changes 
further down the line in terms of how the genre goes. Yeah. That doesn't sound the same anymore. People don't check for it anymore, especially with the way that we consume music now where it, things will essentially be overplayed. Yeah. But that's not, is that dope or is that not dope? Because it doesn't feel like it's dope to me because it's hot now, but the fall off is so big that in a year's time, I will never even think about listening to that. I'd rather listen to something, for me personally anyway, something where like I nod my head to it and I go, yeah, this doesn't even sound like it's been made in a particular era. Right. Whereas there's certain sounds which people do call dope, which sounds like it's born in this exact moment. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm trying to ask a question, but I don't know how to ask it. But like, what, what side do you sit on? Like, I'll listen to the stuff which fits now, mm-hmm. but I know it'll get overplayed and it'll disappear. Right. Say for example, tonight, um, I don't usually date the podcast, but Dave East has released an album tonight and his thing for this album is he's talking about he wants it to last for years. So you know the sound on it is going to be different to say, like loads of Tay Keith beats or things like this. Yeah. And I know because I like Dave East, I'm going to be checking for that for years. Like yeah. Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole, Jay-Z. The albums they make, I can listen to them at any point, any point in the future. Right. I can listen to it right now. But say like a really hot album now from someone who's not like a great rapper as such could be produced well mm-hmm. and it sounds incredible now. But next year when there's a new sound... Okay, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. So certain artists, I feel, are timeless. Name them. J. Cole. Yes. Jay-Z. Yes. Kendrick. You'll copy me if you want. What, do, you want mean, say, Travis, do you want to say anything else? I mean, do you want to say anything else? This guy, Travis Scott. Yes. I, He's timeless because he makes his own sound. Right. Yeah. But I So let, I compare it to the 2000s. Okay. In the 2000s, we had, a, like, that was, to me. Prime time. So much new music came out. Like, I feel like that was the first time when music was literally coming, like new music was coming out once a month, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But how many of those people do we listen to from the 2000s? Rihanna, Chris Brown, Jay-Z. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, I feel like artists who really put something, artists who really care about their music will last forever. You, and, I think the word you're using there, which is right, is artists. Yeah, yeah, artists. Yeah. Yes, that. Yes, if they, if you really put something into it, it'll last forever. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm still like Young Jeezy, my favorite rapper of all time. I'm still bumping Thug Motivation 101, which classic. came out in 2003. Yeah, it's a classic. Like, like that is my motivation. You know, like that 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 brings me to a time. I feel like, and, and we're experiencing the same thing today. I think we'll still be we we will still be listening to Travis Scott in ten years. Mm-hmm. We st- we still will be listening to Dave East. I I I think that artists who actually put something into their music, even Wale, I love Wale. He's not as well known, yeah, yeah for but sure. I love Wale. We'll still be listening to Wale in ten years because it's Rick Ross. It's timeless music. But yeah. a lot of these guys aren't. A lot of these newer artists aren't trying to put out timeless music. They're just trying to make hits, yeah. and that's the. That's what. That's the difference. And then this, you can throw this back to social media as well. You want to make hits, you can start a hit on social media. Exactly. You know what I mean? Which is another reason why I, social media pains me. Like, people, mm-hmm. oh, have you heard this new track? It's so good. And like my ear, like from listening to hip hop in the 90s and so on, obviously there was some nonsense then as well. But yeah. the real top, top guys, like they will give me something. And as I get older, like sometimes I want music for my soul. Yeah. But then I listen to something that just became a viral hit. And I'm like, ha ah, yeah, yeah, yeah ha ah, Like... I, listen, I'm sure it sounds great in the club, uh-huh. but I don't even remember the last time I was in the club, so it's not going to sound great to me. Oh, yeah, like, this weekend, bro. I'm, I'm a tired old man, man. Seriously, <laughs> like, I got three kids. By, by the time you by the time you start playing, I'm usually asleep. <laughs> that's going to be a special occasion to get me out. But you know what I mean? Like that's it's it's a different it's a different time now. It's a different era. Like and mm-hmm. again, 
because I'm used to one thing and I stood by it because I think it's better. Mm-hmm. It makes me sound like an old man. But the music now is, isn't is for people of my age. Right. But I'm still like, I listen to hip hop and hip hop doesn't have a time where it says, well, this is hip hop for over 30s, this is hip hop for under 30s and so yeah. on. So I'm trying to do it, but it's like, ah, oh, it's hard, it's hard, it's hard. But to get to the point I was trying to make, what do you actually listen to then? Because I've seen you mention one time how the difference between what you play and what you listen to at times can be very like different. So what? who are you listening to now? Like, who like you're right writing? this second? Just within, just, within, say this year, what, what have you enjoyed listening to? Travis Scott, Post Malone, Wale. Oh man, um, Leon Bridges. Leon Bridges, yeah. Leon Bridges. I'm, I'm, I'm new. I'm new to the Leon Bridges. You're train. late. You're I'm, late to that. You, look, I'm surprised it was still there. You are late. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I saw. The, so Obama did a playlist. Uh, and okay. he, Leon Bridges was on the playlist, and I was like, "Let me check that out." And it's vibey. Yes, it's good. It's so it's good music for the soul. Yes, for and sure. And like I would say, those would probably be who I'm listening to like actively. Okay, I, I respect that because obviously work is work. Yeah, but you you kind of this is when I was happy when you said you were 28. You're kind of old enough to appreciate that there's more to life than um, little babies and stuff. Because yeah. I've got no problem with them. I've got no problem with them. But they they won't be making music in ten years. <laughs> They won't be. There they you go. Be. There's the hot take. In ten years' so. time, if this DJ is playing any little baby, it means you're perpetuating the thing which you've just said there. It'd be like that. Yeah, that's how it gets sometimes. <laughs> how it gets sometimes. Who do you think the next big artist or whoever is going to be? I think the next big artist. Yeah. Man. There's this guy, uh, Tyler Yahweh. Yes. Yeah. You think that's going to be him? I think so. But how does he get big? I mean, he's on Post Malone's label. He's on tour with Post Malone right now. He has his own style. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. Mm, but this is the thing. He reaches a crossroads. Does he want to be the guy who sell, who say, st- sells 200 equivalent um, thousand albums at, at the opening week? Or does he sit at 10 to 15 for 10 years and people respect him and say, this is the next guy? Because from when you boom, there's a different expectation on you, isn't there? Especially when the music is being dominated by, sorry, the listeners are a younger audience. Yeah. Like, will the younger audience really go for go for him? I think so. You hope I, so, you think so? No, I think so. Like, I, I feel like he has the ability to create his own lane. People forget, Post Malone started with Justin Bieber. It's true. And he created, and he and he's bigger, if not bigger, like he's as big as, if not bigger than Justin Bieber right that now. That is such a big thing to say. I was hoping you weren't gonna say it. No one's bigger than Justin Bieber. Have some respect. Have some respect. Nah. Have some respect. Nah. Have some respect. No one's bigger than Justin Bieber. Uh, no right one's. Now. Post Malone isn't bigger than Justin Bieber. Okay. Okay. Argue it. Argue, argue it. it. I mean, Justin Bieber's not currently releasing music. If he said he's going to release an album uh, next week, it's going to sell a million first week. Look at Post Malone's growth over this over his past three albums. I don't deny it. I Look don't at deny his it. Growth. I don't deny it. Trust me. I, I'm in radio. I see the nah, analytics. Nah. I see the numbers, nah, bro. I don't know if you do. You know. I don't know if you're not on the. I don't know. I don't believe you. You don't seem to be the person to believe. Okay. The guy with all the numbers. All right, just, bet. just just listen to just listen to my hearsay. Okay. Just shoot. All right. Next year when you're make, when you're playing Justin Bieber. And you're like, oh, another request for Justin Bieber. Another request for Justin Bieber. Just to, just remember it. this. You will play it. You're a puppet, Pinocchio. You will do this. this. Guy. Oh, the disrespect just, right you now. Listen, you called yourself Pinocchio, right? You the called disrespect. yourself Pinocchio. Just, oh. just remember. Just remember this moment, yeah? All right. I need to have a serious talk now. I need to get some stuff off my chest. Okay. Okay? Let's go. You may disagree with me on this. Okay. I hope people are actually listening to this because this is me expressing myself finally about something which some people care about, some okay. will not. Okay. 
Kanye West. Thoughts? Okay. And I'll I'll say I'll I'll say this now. I find it really hard to be objective because I have some hate for him. But okay. I'll explain the hate, and you can decide for yourself how you feel about it. I think. So me personally, I'm able to separate the artist from the person. Okay. I like his. I like the evolution of Kanye. Uh-huh. This last project, I'm not like his last couple. I'm. I'm. I think he's got a lot of yes men around him, not really giving him the right necessary. Not really giving him the right feedback. I could be wrong, but my my personal opinion is that pe- there are people around him who are around him just because they're like, oh, we're with Kanye. Yes. And not necessarily, you know. And and, and I think that, I I really think that Kanye is going through some things. Yes. Like mentally. Yes. That. Like, like for real, for real, like he's going through some things and he, I feel like is the poster child or should be the poster child for like mental health and how like it is to, and how important it is to keep people who care about your well being around you. I'm not going to sit here and say that he doesn't, mm-hmm. but I, you know, like I, I feel like some of the work has fallen off. Mm-hmm. I still think it's good, yeah. but I definitely think it's fallen off. Yes. Okay, so this conversation isn't going to be an argument. It's not going to be a fist fight. Yeah. Because I kind of agree with some of the stuff that you've said. Yeah. But for me, the social side of him. Yeah. Outside of the studio. Yeah. He's, in my opinion, done and said some things which make me find it difficult to listen to his music anymore. I understand. Because if people buy into his music, they buy into his products and so on. Yeah. Then it allows him the platform to then go and say and do the things that he does outside of that. Yeah. Like he's, he's having interviews on TV, not just because he's Kanye West, he's having interviews on TV because he's Kanye West with an album that's just dropped or a shoe that's just dropped mm-hmm. and this, that and the other. And he's gone from a guy who seemed like he was for people like you and I yeah. to all of a sudden being for a completely different type of person. Yeah. But he's now preaching at you and I, telling, I, I say preach, I don't mean preaching, but yeah. he's talking to you and I now, like we're the same as him. But the life that he lives, He's got millions. He's got millions. millions. Like, he was, he, he, he he said he turned to Christ so that he could receive this $60 million tax rebate and stuff like this. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm listening to this thinking, like, is this, is this for real? Yeah. Is this, like, I won't go into the specifics of some of the things that he said. Yeah. But he said some wild, wild, wild things. Yeah. And all the while, the music, if you were to flip Kanye West discography and this album just now, if this was his first album and College Dropout was his last and so on these last two albums wouldn't give him the fan base to allow him to create things like College Dropout, in my opinion, because College Dropout and so on are the reason why people still shoot in bail now. People will always listen to Kanye West album because he's made classic albums and classic songs. If he didn't make those, he wouldn't have the same audience. Thoughts on that? That's a good take. That's a really good take. But people, this is all part of the social media thing and so on, the hive is so active. Yeah. He releases a shoe, people will fight for the shoe. Mm-hmm. He releases some clothes, they'll fight for the clothes. Mm-hmm. Like, I saw the um, Sunday service clip from when he was here, mm-hmm. and people are running in because they need to see Kanye West. Yeah. But for me, my question is, what has he done for you lately? And by lately, I mean the last two, three years. And the answer is nothing. Right. He's taken from you but people are still buying into it. And I can try and have an objective conversation with someone about, say, this album or whatever, and they'll be like, nah, but it's a, Kanye, it's a great album. People said it was a great album before they heard a single bar in it. Like, the guy is talented, but he calls himself the greatest human artist. And just like says it, that deadpan, no no change in his face, adamant. And it's good to be confident. Mm-hmm. 
But like that's you can't even you could never even prove that firstly. But people are like, yeah, yeah, he is, he is, he is. Then I look at the production credits on his album and like every producer in the world's been involved in making the thing. Mm-hmm. So Kanye has a sound. But there are about four or five other people on every track who who are helping him make it. Mm-hmm. Like it broke my heart when this this is the guy that created Jesus Walks that only just said this year that he's found God. I'm like, oh bro, that was that was that was my jam. Yeah. So I've fallen, I've fallen off it. Like I've fallen off it so hard to the point where it feels like hate now, and it kind of is. But you know, you got, if you want to play his music, you play his music, whatever, man. Yeah. You, you you just perpetuate the problem. That's fine. <laughs> if, you want, if you if you want to be those guys, you you do that. You you do that. Yeah, you're the, you're the problem. You're the problem. Look. And it's this is at a time. Obviously, I'm a bit older. This is when I value J Cole's and Kendrick's and yeah. so on more because even though they're like miles away from what it is to be, say just a black male in just a regular part of the world, a regular part of America. They're still trying to find ways to help those people. Yeah. Kanye wants you to buy his church socks for like $200. J. Coles and Kendricks are trying to empower you to be a better person by understanding, and Jay-Z as well, by understanding what mm-hmm. it is to be who you are in that environment which they came from. Yeah. But Kanye's not really doing that. He just wants to like build domes and make you spend $20 on IMAX films for 20 minutes and stuff, but enough of that, enough of that. <laughs> so this year, hasn't had many of the real big names release albums yeah, in the hip hop world, but there've been a few. What would you say your albums of the year have been? Because I've picked oh, um, four maybe. I'll tell you mine, I'll tell you mine. Okay. So this is me as being as an older guy and with the music that I like. So I'm into like TD, uh, Dreamville, all that stuff, yeah? yeah. So Schoolboy Q, Crash Talk, yeah? Mm. Jim Jones, El Capo. I've, I like Snow Allegra, Are Those Feels Again, an R&B album, have you heard that? Mm-hmm. Top top tier you've yeah. obviously not heard it because you're not with it you're just a dj and then, <laughs> and then there's the shade is being thrown oh my goodness and then there's it is um which other ones um so one of my teammates just in portillo he's into the young thug album so much fun i think it's good but i think it's a singles album so the other ones i like uh kano's hoodies all summer which kano's like uk artist people mm-hmm. should check for him if you haven't already and then uh do you listen to burner boy yeah African Giant, being a Nigerian guy, him being Nigerian, that album, top for me. Do you, How many can you think you can think of that have done well this year? Because bearing in mind, none of those are technically tier one. Right. Half a million sellers a week. Like, what What do you, what have you checked for this year? Um, Wale just dropped a project. Wow, that's crazy. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's all vibes. Yes. Um, man. Wow. Oh, man. Because so much music has come out. Come on, don't be shy. No, I'm just I'm just trying to think. Rick Ross dropped um Port of Miami too earlier this year. Yes, I saw, I saw that, yeah. And I like that. Mm-hmm. That was I think that might have been his final album too. Do you think so? The way he was talking. Um I mean, I you can't go wrong with Post Malone Hollywood's Bleeding but that wasn't really like a top top album for me Is which one did you prefer his other ones I preferred Beer Bongs and Bentleys okay okay um man and then Chris Brown yeah but Chris the thing Brown. the Chris Brown one it's like a thousand tracks can you yeah. even can you, can you even consume it as an album on a road trip <laughs> <laughs> driving all the way across the states on a yeah road trip yeah when I'm driving up to Idaho yeah okay um I hear Heartbreak I hear. On a, no not Heartbreak Indigo and yeah. it knows what that was. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a right, vibe. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So let's have some fun, yeah? All right, let's go. Two bits of non-serious conversation. So within my work, when I'm in a stadium, uh, I've played hundreds of games, 
And over time, having certain crowds and played on the field, you find lots of different characters who are watching the games, yeah? So to give you an example, I'm going to find out what type of people you see. Oh. But in my world, <laughs> yes. in, in, my, in my world, so I look in the stadium and whoever's listening, if you've ever watched the game, you decide which group you're in. So I see like the analysts, the people that really know what's going on. They're studying it like, hmm, we've had more possession today. We've had more shots. We're deserving of this and so on. Then I see the fanboys, the people who like over here is wild. So when we play LA Galaxy, people aren't coming to watch us. Like I see more Ibrahimovic shirts in the crowd than I see RSL shirts. And they're there just to see him. Like he could just stand in the corner and people watch him for 90 minutes. Like that's nuts. That, that blows my mind. So lots of those. The people there come there just for the atmosphere. Like, uh, bear in mind, all these people I'm naming, as long as they're there, I'm happy because it's a full stadium. But the people who are there for the atmosphere you say, oh, it's really nice, you know, I'll bring the kids, you know, just have the blankets, let's have a cocoa, let's have some food, all that stuff. I see loads of them. <laughs> then the, this one got me um, when I watched an NFL game back in London. They're the socialites, the ones who look to see an event that's going on right now. Like the hype beast, like you said. Yeah. Like, what's hot right now? Oh, there's a game on. So I watched the game. And for the first two quarters, they were there talking for the whole game. Then they disappeared at halftime and thought they were going to come back. They never came back because they took the picture in the first half. And all they wanted to do was to be seen to be there. Mm. So you've got those. Then here's one that's really close to home. At times in England, when you go to one of these stadiums, you get a lot of very angry people. They've had a tough week. The team's having a tough spell. And boy, for 90 minutes, it's a stress session. You can't even go near the sideline because people are letting you know for a fact they don't want you there. Is it really like that? It can get just like that. Like it's, you don't take it personally because it's just the way that the game is. There's a lot less of it here, but that stuff exists and it is wild. Some people, before a ball's even kicked, they're raging on the sideline. I'm like, it's just, okay, no worries. It's nice to wind them up sometimes. Do you do that? Do you like mess with people? Sometimes, depends on the people. Like, so I've, I'm a bigger person in terms of weight but I've never been fat or anything but so lots of people call me fat so every so often I'll just do like flex a bicep or like lift the top up and be like oh you see these down here <laughs> humble don't, bragging don't get, over those, here. don't get those in a fat package there <laughs> but yes yeah, so I like to you know I like to wind them up but in your in your world what type of people do you see because for oh, me man. one that I'll name having been I'm going to call out someone on your side first okay having been someone that has DJ'd and is into the music I just find it funny sometimes when a DJ can't hold a mix at all. Mm -hmm. But based on the crowd that's there, they don't even realize what's going on. But I'm in the corner like thinking, oh, God, get him out of here. But yeah. yeah, what about you? Yeah, there's definitely, there's that DJ who's mm -hmm. like in the corner. Yes. Judging people. Um, there's the, man, there's so many. You got to listen, there's, name them all, call every single one out. There's the bottle rats. Um, the bottle rats are like. When the lights come on for the sparklers and they just chase it. Yeah, 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 essentially. Uh, they're the bottle rats who are uh, people who just hang out by VIP tables okay. um, waiting to get on. You need, like, like, like listen, to, you need to stay hydrated, though, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, if the drinks are there, you just follow the drink, though. You got to drink to survive. Yeah, and bottle rats also can make their way into the DJ booth and oh. um, drink all the DJ's liquor and really? not say anything. Mm. That happens a okay. lot. Okay. Um, there are other hype beasts. And those guys literally, they they get there, get a table, video, like the the bottle yeah, coming yeah, out, yeah, and then they're yeah. just sitting there, yeah, mm -hmm. like on their phone. Because mm -hmm. oh, you were man. there, you know, you were there. The, sh the shot was there. Exactly. Like social media doesn't have to be you real to, life. Yep, just got to be that life, you know. Mm -hmm. And if you're living that life, then people always be jealous of you. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I've seen I've seen some people. I won't, I won't name sexes, <laughs> but <laughs> I've seen some people who appear to be having great nights, but they'll come over for a bottle. They'll take the shot. And then they'll disappear because now they've you know they've had their moment even though they've they've not paid 
a dime, nickel, shilling, cent, whatever to get in. Yeah. They've only had that eight ounces of a drink or whatever and, and they're done. But, you know, on social media, what a night they had. Yeah. I see them. But please, please carry on. Don't mind me. Oh, no, you're good. And then there's like the the like the people who know everybody and they kind of like that. They they walk in, um, do whatever. Like they don't they don't pay cover. They get free drinks. Yes. People just know them. They're shaking hands with everybody. And then there's just people who are there to have a good time. Hmm. And does that change? Has it, have you seen a change in that? Are there fewer people like that now? Because most places seem to be like table service. Mm-mm. In fact, there's more people coming out to have a good time because table service is dying. Is it? Mm-hmm. Is that dying here? Or do you think that's everywhere? Everywhere. Really? Everywhere. Like I've even got like just my homies in Vegas and stuff. Like it's it's dying okay. everywhere. Right. And I appreciate that because it means there's a few cheaper nights to come because some money that I've seen people spend on those nights. Yeah. Like I just I just want to just go in and just buy one drink, but. Yeah, like, like for me, so I I don't drink, uh-huh. but having lived in London for a while, there's certain places you go to, and as a group of guys, if you want to get in here, it's going to cost you a table, uh-huh. and it's going to cost a lot of money. Let's say like at least four figures. So then, get to the end of the night, I've had two orange juices or something, and now it's time to split the bill. <laughs> Those are the most expensive OJs I've ever tasted. <laughs> I'm at forty bucks oh. for two cups of OJ. No, <laughs> no, 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 higher. Higher, higher. Really? We split. My thing was always split equally, even though, like, because you can't necessarily defi- decide who did what and who didn't. Oh, no, I'm not that. Bro, but if, if listen, I get this two is a minimum. No, listen, this, well, that's the thing. You fight it, but in a team environment, sometimes you have to, like, this is why I don't go out again because I've run out of money. But anyway, <laughs> literally, if there's a minimum that's in London that's a few thousand uh-huh. and there may be eight of you at the table, like, as I say, it's the minimum. You have to hit that. So I've had my two OJs and then the bill's flying out and, like, whew, wow. I guess a few, I'll... a few hundred dollars for OJ. Yeah, nice. <laughs> right, so let's play a game. Yeah, this is this is the last part now. Sorry for keeping you so long. No, bro, you're good. Like, the, we can go this, longer. So this game has been in existence, but I was reminded of it recently when my mother-in-law Jean came to my house, and they were playing a like a World Cup of items. So it's head-to-heads. Yeah, uh-huh. it's kind of like bracketology over here. So you have to pick one thing over another to progress to the next stage. I'm going to start in what is essentially a quarterfinal, yeah? Okay. So, just because I do my research, you ha- you gave me eight of your favorite albums, yeah? Yeah. So now I'm going to pick those albums against each other to decide which one is the best. Okay. Yeah? Yeah. So, I'm going to start with, this is the this is the first quarterfinal. This is Jeezy, Thug Motivation 101, mm-hmm. versus Calvin Harris, Funk Wave, Bounces Volume 1. Jeezy. Okay. Number two, the next round. Oh, not the next round, the next stage. Jay-Z's Magna Carta Holy Grail against Travis Scott Astro World. Ooh. Oh, man. Come on, my guy. I know. The first one was easy, huh? Yeah, that was easy. It's just, it's really weird because both of those albums, like, mean something to me at different points Listen, in my life. one's got to go and never be seen again. Oh, man. Mm. Okay. We'll go with um. You gonna say Astro World? I know it. You gonna say it? You gonna say Astro World? <laughs> gonna say Astro World? <laughs> He's gonna say Astro World. That's what you gonna say? Oh man! Oh man! No, I gotta go with Magna Carta. Okay, I respect that. Gotta go with Magna Carta. All right, Rick Rick Ross, Teflon Don, against Wale Shine. Wale. I respect that. Um, Post Malone, Beer Pongs and Bentleys versus Chris Brown, Heartbreak on a Full Moon. Heartbreak on a full moon. Okay. So it's now time for the semifinals. 
I said semi. Sorry, guys, back home. I mean semi. Um, <laughs> uh, Jeezy 101 versus Jay-Z Magna Carta. Jeezy. You, you run that Jeezy hard, huh? Bro, like... So then Wale Shine versus Chris Brown. Heartbreak on the full moon. Oh, man. Heartbreak. Ah, uh, man. No, we'll go Wale. Wale. Going Wale again? Yeah. Okay, so that leaves us with the final then. So what is your greatest album of all time of thug motivation 101 all right could have just said that at the start i mean all oh, right it's <laughs> like that you gotta build some suspense bro <laughs> <laughs> okay do you know i respect that but the only thing i don't respect is i think you could have picked a different jay-z album and you could have picked rick ross his first album um what's it called again port of miami port of miami the original that's what that's what set him off you were probably too young at the time. You, nah. you, you listen. You went outside. You I went had outside. the CD. You were, yeah, you went outside. You had the CD, but you had nowhere to play it. You went outside. This guy. How you... you had the CD, but you had nowhere to play it. You had the CD, but you had nowhere to play it. That when did that album you come out? You were not outside. Was it 07? That album came out in 07. I had a little MP3 player. I had that album, and then he came out. Uh, man, the next album that he came out with. Wasn't Mastermind or something like that, was it? No, Mastermind came out after the one in between Porter Miami. Um, hold on, I gotta look this I'm, up. No, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. Don't, don't okay. worry. Uh, because, but I think I'd say that's the best one. I'd say Porter Miami's the best one. I think you're wrong. That's fine. You can think it all you want. <laughs> like <laughs> Trilla. Yeah, Trilla was better than Porter Miami. Trilla was an album that put him on. How dare you? How you gonna tell me that was? How the, dare you? That was the that 2006 was, album came out. How old were you? How old were you? How old are you? Fifteen. Like I said, you went outside. How you going? That you went outside. You went outside. That was the start of Maybach music. Trilla was the start of Maybach music. Tell me I'm wrong. I mean, yeah. All right, young boy. How you gonna tell <laughs> this guy? Oh, the disrespect on this one said, right here. It's fine. It's fine. Some of us were like adults when like adult music came out. Others right. Were, others were kids. Yeah. Certain people couldn't get into the cinema to watch an R-rated movie. Other people were watching those. But it's fine though because at 15 you obviously know how music works. So sure, whatever. Okay. Whatever. All right, bet. All right. All right, bet. But that's a perfect way to like round, round up the whole show. <laughs> I appreciate you coming down, and it's good to speak music. Like music is a big passion of mine, and same way it's for you. It's the same. It's the same for me. So to get someone sitting across from me who shares that passion. Yeah. You know, it, it's great, man. So have you got any um, have you got any shout outs? Have you got like tags on Instagram? What, what do you want, where do you want people to find you? It's find me Instagram, Twitter. Find me on Instagram and Twitter at Bangarang the DJ. Okay. It's Bangarang B A R A N G. Oh, there's That's a pause. He, for, he forgot. He forgot. He forgot his name. Forgot his name, guys. Yeah, at Bangarang the DJ. This is the way professionals do it. They forget to <laughs> forget how to promote themselves. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was a late night last night. Well, it's a late night every night apparently. Yeah, but thank you, honestly, thank you very much for coming in. And I'd also like to thank Ryan in the back, King Ryan, top producer, right here in Mountain uh, Mountain Air Studios, Draper, Utah, and listeners. I hope you enjoyed that one. It was slightly different, but it's a perspective which I hope that you can see more of, and it's one which I'm very interested in. So I intend on speaking to more people, just like my guy over here. Please send your voice memos to digitalrsl.com and find us. Well, find Ryan on any of the RSL social media platforms. Um, so yeah, thank you very much, and till next time. Boom, peace. <laughs>